Hi there! Welcome to Lighthouse Christian Fellowship. We are a soul-winning ministry who seeks to equip and disciple people to do the Great Commission. May this message breathe hope and life to your soul. If you haven't already, kindly share this to your family and friends on social media. Be blessed as you listen to our weekly message. Are you excited, Lighthouse family? Praise God. And so, at this point, I like it is my honor and a joy to introduce to you our guest preacher. She's not actually a stranger to Lighthouse. She's actually part of Lighthouse. You know, when this church started, you know, she along with her husband helped mentored us in our church growth. And so today, our speaker is a mighty woman of God. She is uh, an anointed woman of God. You know, she's a woman of strength, a woman of character, and a woman of joy. And, uh, you know, uh, she along with her husband came home here in the Philippines, and they're now residing in Davao City. They spent 22 years in Florida, America, pastoring Fisherman's Net Community Church. Uh, she's actually a dentist, a graduate of Doctor of Dental Medicine. Maestra na ko sa Davao Medical School. Uh, but she pursued uh, a life of ministry service. Actually, she is an ordained minister with the Apostolic Team Ministries in America. And uh, right now, she, along with her husband, are residing in Davao City. Balik Davao sila, and God has directed him to be here in the city. And so today, it is my joy to introduce to you our speaker. You know, she is a very close to my heart. She's actually my bestie and my bestie. She is actually my blood sister. She's uh, the number four among the Saavedra Fab Five, we call ourselves. And so it's my joy to welcome today to preach to us the Word of God, Pastor Carla Joy Saavedra Makinez. Thank you, Pastora Lea, my BFF. Thank you so much, Lighthouse family. I'm so blessed to be here. You can take down, uh, take your seat. Praise the Lord. So I would like again to thank you, Pastor Latour and Lea, for the privilege and the honor to bring forth the word today. It's always a privilege to bring forth the word of God. Amen. So today we are going to open up our hearts and open up our ears to hear what the Spirit of God says. Amen? Amen. So, Lord, we just offer to you this time, Salamat Gidginoo, that you would continue to deposit your truth in our hearts today and challenge us to go deeper in pursuing you in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, my message today is entitled, Counting the Cost. Counting the cost. So let's look up our uh, scripture reading, which is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 14. Let's start with uh, verse 25. A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and he said to them, If you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate. Hate everyone else. Hate your father, your mother, your wife, your children, brothers, and sisters. Yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot 
be my disciple. So I would just like to read that part of scripture for now, and we will continue reading uh, later on. So in the Amplified, it says, Large crowds were going along with Jesus, and he turned to them and said those very words that I just read a few minutes ago. Now, humans are by nature very curious, okay? So we enjoy checking what's the latest fashion, what's the latest event, what's the latest news, you know? And I have learned one word well, I have, since I've been here, and that is the word marites. Okay, that you want to know what's going on and, you know, it is a very negative connotation, right? Right. So anyway, if you notice, if there's an accident, imbis na maghala, magdaganta, tanan, mag-slow down. Of course, to be safe, but aside from that is to make a show, so what's going on. So we are always curious, you know, basically. And... In the time of Jesus, it was the same thing. As a scripture read, a lot of people, there was a massive, massive means a lot, lots of people who watched the coronation. Oh, wala, tingali mo na noon, no? Coronation ni King, ni King Charles yesterday. There was a massive group of people. And I would think probably, no? So there was a massive group of people that was following Jesus everywhere. Now, every pastor would absolutely love to have a big group, a congregation, because if you are a pastor by heart and truly a pastor, then you can really impart more about the Word of God to as many people as you can. But there are also pastors that are wrongly motivated. You know, they, they like the big crowds because it gives them a self-importance or they, they're ever able to write books or get interviewed. So all for the wrong reasons. But Jesus was very different, you know. The, he knows looking at the crowds and the crowds did not fool him. He did, he did not fool him. He knew that many of them were following for many reasons and some of these reasons are really very for selfish reasons, okay? So, of course, it was the popular thing. People everywhere Jesus goes, so everybody wants to be uh, part of the crowd to see what's happening, okay? So it was the popular thing to do, and they want to be part of the excitement. And they were also a group of people that were following Jesus because of the miracles that he did, you know? It is documented how many miracles Jesus did. And for a lot of people, I can understand that they need a miracle probably in their life. They need a healing. They need a miracle in their life. And so they are pursuing this person who they heard can raise the dead, can open the blind, blind, blind's eye, can uh, let the mute speak, the, par the paralyzed walk. So of course, they are there for their own personal need to be met. Okay, because it says in John 6, 2, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Some were there probably because free food, no? so they were there for that. But there was also a group of people following Jesus who really had a genuine love for the Lord. And I would like to say that this is probably 
the same group of people here. Otherwise, you won't be here in church today, right? You could be in the beach. You can be sleeping in. You can be shopping at a Brisa Mall. But you chose to be here because you desire to have a fresh encounter with the Lord. Amen? Totobayan? Yes. So, same way today, you know? A lot of these people, they pursue God. Just like uh, for, their selfish, for their selfish gain. Now, the Meister Eckhart, he said this thing. Some people, they want to love God in the same way as they love a cow. Why? Why a cow? Well, you love the cow for the milk, right? That it gives you for the cheese it gives you. And, for your own, and this, is own for, this is all for your own profit. So, so do those who love God for the sake of outward riches or inward consolation. And this is it. But they do not love God correctly because they merely love for their own advantage. So hopefully we are not of that sentiment. We truly love the Lord and want to grow in Him. Amen? So, but looking through the Scripture... Down, down in another part of Scripture in Matthew, how quickly the sentiment of the people changed. Probably the same people who were following Jesus and uh, applauding everything that he did were, this, were part of the crowd who said, crucify him. Who chose Barabbas instead of Jesus being freed and instead told, told Pilate to say, crucify, crucify, crucify Jesus. So people's emotions, people are so emotional, they change quickly their emotional state. So today, a lot of people say they love the Lord, but a lot of them also just have what we call an emotional encounter with Jesus. But as soon as their faith is tested, Uy, lisod ba dahil yung musunod kang Jesus? Daghan kaayo kong mga bagong trials? O... You know, as soon as their faith is tested, as soon as they face persecution, or maybe as soon as their prayers were not answered, or maybe it was answered but not in the same way that they hope it would be, they change in their attitude towards the Lord. You know, what is called upon us today is what is called true discipleship. Jesus calls each one of us to not just be part of the crowd. Remember the crowd following Jesus? Jesus calls each one of us not just to be part of the crowd, but to be part of the committed ones. Amen? When we say committed, meaning to say, Lord, whatever it takes, I will follow you. Whatever it takes, God, I will serve you. Lord, whatever it takes, Lord, bahala na Lord kung usa akong i-give up, I will do it, God, because I love you. Is that what is in your heart today? Is that what is burning in your heart today? Is that what is burning in your heart today? Hmm. No, just like this pastor, after an Easter service, he was standing at the door, Thanking the congregation, good to see you, good to see you. And then this young man walked out. And so the pastor saw the young man and he pulled the young man in and said, Hey, young man, I would hope that you would sign up 
for the Lord's army. And then the young man said, Pastor, I'm already part of the Lord's army. But then the pastor said, How come? How come I only see you on Easter? I only see you on Christmas. And so the young man said, Pastor, Pastor, I am in the secret service. There is no such a thing as secret service. If you truly love somebody, remember when you first fell in love? Oh, bigit mapugan. Everyone na may encounter, you say, I have met the one. The Lord has given me the best. And then you tell and you describe this person. You cannot be kept quiet, right? Mr. and Mrs. The first time you met your spouse or your beloved, you cannot be shut up because you are so happy. You are so grateful to have found this person. So the same with us. If we say we are a Christian, a follower of the Lord, we will let it, our words and our actions will speak of the Jesus that is in us. Amen. Amen? Now, the greatest gift of all is salvation, and that is free. But then, in our Christian walk, we have to take the next step, which is discipleship. So, ang free gift of salvation, it will not cost us anything, right? But if we take the next step, discipleship, that's the one that will cost us. That's the one that would put us in a place of tinuod bagyud nga love na ko si Lord. Amen? So in following Jesus Christ, we cannot do it in our own terms. Hindi pwede na we dictate the terms and we say, Lord, Lord, Sunday, that is yours. I will give my Sunday to you. But Lord, Monday to Saturday, okay lang Lord? To continue with my, you know, activities, hobbies, uh, barkada. Not that barkada is bad, but it depends on the barkada that you have. But the Lord wants all of us. Hindi pwede i-compartmentalize natin si Lord. Every room in our, in our house, in our life, needs to be surrendered to the Lord. A amen? Following the Lord may require for us to lose relationship. Cut off relationships, relationships that we think would be the best for us now. But the Lord sees the beginning to the end and He sees already down the road that this relationship with this person may not be what He has for you or may not be at all good for you. So there might be, uh, the Lord may speak to us as we pursue Him to break off relationships, to give up dreams, uh, you know, to give away uh, material things or even lose our very life. Are you ready? Are you ready to go to that extent? Okay? So that is what we will discuss today. According to Campus Crusade, ano ang definition ng Christian discipleship? This is what they say. Discipleship is a journey of intentional decisions. Can we say that? Intentional decisions. Intentional decisions. Meaning, alam mo. Alam mo anong ginagawa mo. And you know what decisions would be the effect 
in your life. So these are intentional decisions that leads to maturity in your relationship with Jesus so, so that you would become more like Him in attitude, in focus, and ultimately behavior. It requires commitment from the potential disciple and the disciple maker. And it's not just something that happens by accident or overnight. Remember, it doesn't happen by accident dahil intentional, okay? And it doesn't happen because you followed a five-week course. So, discipleship is a lifelong journey with Jesus. As soon as you step into that relationship with Jesus, all throughout your life until you take your last breath, that is a discipleship journey. Until you take your last breath, that is a discipleship journey. Amen? So, hallelujah. It is so exciting to, to, to be discipled, you know? To be discipled and to grow in the Lord. Now, I would like to share three sacrifices that would be required of us, you know, as we go through the discipleship process in our life. One is that there is a sacrificial cost. There is a sacrificial cost. Some of you probably came today. Now, you just have enough money to pay your jeepney fare or maybe and also to have a very uh, small bite of food. So that is a sacrificial cost in a way because, you know, you won't let anything stop you from coming to church today. So let's go read Matthew 10.37 in the NLT. It says there that if you love, your father or mother, more than you love me, then you are not worthy of being mine. And if you love your son or your daughter more than me, then you are not worthy of being mine. Another translation, another, uh, another uh, scripture that pretty much says the same thing is Luke 14.26 where it says, if, if anyone comes to me and does not hate you look at that word, hate, his own mother, father, wife, children, brother, sister, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Maybe you're thinking, ha, huh, krabi naman ang demand ni Lord. I have to hate everything else in my life. I have to hate everyone else in my life. Now, we have to understand ang context why, uh, when it was said, and that was during the first century setting, because at that time, if a Jewish person would come into a relationship with Jesus, Jesus, he will be alienated by his family. He will be alienated by the entire Jewish community. So, in here, Jesus is not demanding of us to literally hate your mama or literally hate, I will literally hate Sister Leah. Dili inabot ang ana pasabot sa ginoo. What he is saying is he's using a hyperbole. He's using an overstatement, an overemphasis to, to make us all understand that in this life, relationship, all other human relationship, all other activities, and relationship with Jesus, the relationship of Jesus should always take preeminence. Meaning, shagyud ang mauna. Shagyud ang mauna over every other relationship in this life. So it's not that Jesus is calling us to literally hate our loved ones or our families, but instead, He just wants to make sure that we love Him more. Okay? So the Greek word for hate is misos. 
which means to love less. So I will love less everyone else and I will love God more. Yan talaga ang ibig sabihin niyan, okay? And when 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 God is made preeminent in our life, you know, meaning God surpasses everything, everything in our life. So if for example, if you are put in a position where your spouse would hinder you from probably serving Jesus or loving Jesus. So, you have to really pray, God, give me wisdom what to do here. I want to pursue you, and yet I want to take care of my family, okay? Because the Word of God says also in 1 Timothy 5.8 that if anyone does not provide for his own family, especially for his own household, then he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So how do you balance it? Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit dictate every decision, every action that you make. Amen? Amen. Because what C.S. Lewis said here is that when I love God more than I love my earthly nearest and dearest, I will then discover that I am loving my earthly nearest and dearest more than I did before. Because let's be honest, there are people in our family that's quite a challenge to love, right? Someone in your family that's just, just, it's just hard to be loving and to be kind and to be patient. But you know, when we love God more, God would then give us the ability through His Spirit to be more kind, to be more patient, to be more loving to these difficult people in our lives. We cannot do it in our own strength. Because if we depend in our own strength, wala enough. Tempers would flare and you would end up fighting one another. But the Holy Spirit gives us temperance, wisdom above all things. Correct? Amen. Amen and amen. All right. Now, does any one of you know uh, Smith Wigglesworth? Have you heard of Smith Wigglesworth? Now, anyway, a good example would be him. You know, he was a well-renowned British evangelist, okay? In one of his meetings, he said that he owed his ministry to his wife. Now, before he started his ministry, he was a plumber by profession. But then he grew cold in his faith, and he didn't want to go church anymore. He didn't want to serve God anymore. So, because of that, he became bad-tempered and very difficult to deal with. And some, one, most days, he would tell his wife, you know what? You're always at the church. You're always at the church. You should not go to church. So, he would stop his wife from going to church. And then his wife, you know, a very wise woman said, you know, Smith, I only go to church three times a week. And even when I do, I always take care of you. I always take care of the kids. I always take care of the house. And then Smith would say, I forbid you to go to church. I forbid you to go to church. You stay home, woman. But then the wife said, you know, Smith, still very soft and gentle. You know, Smith, you are my husband. And whatever you say, you know, here in the house goes. But you are not my Lord. You are not my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. And when he says to me, go to church, I will go to church. So goodbye. So he, she left 
And then Smith said, if you are going to leave right now, I will, you cannot come back. So she went anyway because her heart is to obey the Lord and she put everything in the house in order now, okay? So when she came back after the meeting, lo and behold, lock ang door. Di siya kasulud. So what did she do? She did not knock on the door. She did not wake her husband. She slept on the floor at the back, the back porch. And in the morning, when her husband got up, opened the back porch, she, he saw his wife sleeping on the floor. And he realized she was there all evening. So startled, the wife woke up. And then as soon as she, he wo she woke up, she got up and said, Dear, what do you like for breakfast? What do you like for breakfast? I'll make you some breakfast. So, she just loved on him. And you know, Smith Wigglesworth said that if it hadn't been for his wife, you know, he would not have made it. And he became a greater man of God because of his wife. I do not know what situations you're facing right now in your uh, pursuit of the Lord, you might be something similar, but so you ask for wisdom, but always display the character of God, all right? Always act of love, you know, and allow the fruit of the Holy Spirit to manifest in your life. So there is a cost. There is a sacrificial cost in following the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you remember Abraham and Sarah, how they were longing for a child? And then when they were senior citizens, the Lord gave them a kid, right? Tagaan sila, baby boy. And then suddenly the Lord asked Abraham to what? Sacrifice Isaac and bring him to Mount Moriah. And so if it were you, would you do that? Would, would you be able to obey? But Abraham did. And we know the whole story how the Lord provided a substitute sacrifice. But let's think for a moment. You may have Isaacs in your life right now. Isaac, that represents people important to you. Passions that you love. Hobbies that you love. Activities that you enjoy doing. Things that are dear to you. And the Lord is telling you right now, if you love me, lay down your Isaac. Lay down your Isaac right now on the altar. Do you trust Jesus enough to do that? Okay? Do you trust Jesus enough to do that? Now, Luke 14, 27. Let's read that one. If you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. Alam ko, binabasa natin yan sa Bible, but do we know the implication of that very scripture? If you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. Now, the cross was used as an instrument of execution, similar to um, the electric chair nowadays. No one cross, okay? And death on the cross was designed to prolong, to prolong an agony of death and suffering, of suffering and death for as long as possible. So it's a very, 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 very painful way to die. Electric chair, two seconds, patay. But to be crucified on the cross, it's a long process of suffering and death. 
So Jesus said here that if you do not carry your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciples. So Jesus points, Jesus points that, uh, that those who desire to follow him must be willing to pay any price, must be willing to endure shame, endure embarrassment, endure reproach, rejection, persecution, even martyrdom. You know, I think I mentioned this a while, uh, the last time I preached, that uh, the, the missionaries from long ago, when they go to the mission field, they put their personal belongings in a coffin. Coffin! Ibig sabihin, all in sila. Meaning to say, kumamatay sila sa mission field, okay lang, ready sila. They already have their coffin provided. So are we like that? in our passion to pursue Christ? Are we willing to count the sacrifices that are required of us? Are we? Are we willing? You know, dili lang ganit makakaon isa kamil, reklamo na ta, ay kataas sa sermon ni Pastor Lat, uy, gutom na kayo ko. O isa ba, ay kagrabe, uy, kataas ba aning meeting, uy, sus, gamay sakripisyo lang, reklamo na ta. Okay? Now, do you remember the sticker that we put in the car? In the U.S., we have this a lot where it says, Jesus is my co-pilot. Have you seen that? Jesus is my co-pilot. If you have that, please remove it. Don't use it because Jesus is not your co-pilot. Jesus should be our pilot. Siya. Siya ang dapat nasa front seat. Alam ko minsan, pag mag-drive si Pastor Jim, parang backseat driver ako, Han, 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 left, left hand. Watch, look at the left. Han, break, break. So ako ang may makuyawan ba? Ako mag-dictate saya. So in, the, in our life, we cannot do that. We cannot liken it to that, you know? We have to take the back seat and let the Lord drive our life. You know, sabihin ni Lord, liko dito. Sabihin ni Lord, preno, stop. Stop all of these things. Sunod tayo. Amen? Amen. So Jesus is not your co-pilot. He is our pilot. Amen? So there is a sacrificial cost in following Jesus. Second, there is a calculated cost in following Jesus. And I would like to read Luke 14, starting with verse 28. Sinabi dyan, suppose one of you, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down, estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish Everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, Aha, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. So Jesus wants us to understand that if we follow him, there is a cost that is required. You know, there is a cross that is required. Now, in Lighthouse, you are exhorted to be part of what's going on in the ministry. You attend pre-encounter you in, uh, attend God encounter, and then you attend, what else? Post encounter, and then Pastor Latour is exhorting you to attend truth encounter. Why? Why? Why do you have this? Because these are the uh, opportunities that the Lord is making available for you so that you can be guided in your walk with the Lord. You can be nurtured in your walk with the Lord. You can be strengthened in your walk with the Lord. So that, dili ka lang sugod sa beginning. So when you encounter the storms of life and challenges in life and persecution in life, makalahutay ka. 
You know? Makadili parehas ba na katung usang gibasa nato where he started building a house, hindi niya wala pala siya enough money, enough provision to finish the building of the house. So what happens? He becomes a laughing stock of those that have been watching. He says, ah, katanawa na o. Oh, sugod-sugod, dako kayang balay ba? Pero tanawa, simento lang, oh, structure, wak pag yun human. So, in our walk with the Lord, we want to finish. And not just finish, we want to finish strong. Amen? Dilita, pwede nga, we don't want to to let go. Now, we don't want to stop pursuing Jesus along the way. And that's why those are the things na ginabuhat sa inyong mga pastors and leaders to help you to, to stand strong in your walk with the Lord. Just like Pastor Leia, I remember, I, li- I listened to him her last Sunday, taking antibiotic. You have to finish the full course of the antibiotic. No, dili pwede mo take ka lang og two days when it's supposed to be five days. You have to finish the entire uh, treatment plan para maayo ka, okay? So that is, uh, that is what counting the cost is. You have to, to follow through. You have to follow through. Like if you want to be a life group leader, okay, maybe uh, the idea of being a life group leader is very uh, appealing because ooh, I will be recognized as one of the leaders of Lighthouse. But you have to calculate the cost of being a life group leader. Am I, am I willing for the sacrifices? Am I willing to reach out to people? Am I willing to be awakened in the middle of the night? But I remember when I had cell groups before, somebody will wake me up in the middle of the night. Kay namatyan, sumuato ka sa puneraria, middle of the night. Kay ubanan mo ang imong life group member. So are you willing to, those, to do those things and sacrifices required uh, from being a cell group or a home group leader? So calculate the cost before you say yes, okay? Calculate that you would be able to do it and you would be able to persevere to do it, amen? Now, has any one of you heard uh, of Rick Rayner? Rick Rayner and his wife, Denise, they are missionaries in Russia in the 1990s, still is, still going strong sila sa Russia. And this is, I'm going to read an excerpt of what they said. Because itong calculating the cost, this is not just for young believers, but this is also for seasoned believers. Because there will come a time, sometimes in our journey with the Lord, that the Lord would call us, there's a shift in ministry. The Lord may call you to, Serve him in another place, another country, like he did with me. The Lord might call you to shift ministry focus. Maybe instead of worship, something else, okay? So, so this, is, this, is, this testimony would apply to us, making the calculated cost. So this is what Rick Rayner said. You know, they live in Russia, and they have seen many missionaries come to Russia, pero wala na lahutay. They stopped. Uh, being effective in the ministry. And then this is what they said. It is true that some missionaries left because God called them to take the next step in their ministries and moved to a new location. However, time and time again, we have watched people leave prematurely because of unresolved 
personal issues that they did not take care before they moved their families across the world. They would quit their job, move their entire families to Russia without counting the cost. And as a result, they would become so distracted by unresolved problems back home that they cannot focus on what they're doing in their present ministry. You know, two years ago, the Lord uh, spoke to Pastor Jim about coming back to the Philippines. And it did not happen just like that. It took us two years to calculate the cost. And we believe it was the Holy Spirit ordering our steps. We have, we have uh, legal matters that we need to settle. We have uh, personal matters that we need to put in order. We have practical things, ministry things that we need to put in order. So that when we finally made it here, we know that we took care of everything. Doon. No? Maayos lahat iniwan namin. So that when we get here, we can focus sa kung anong ministry ang gusto ipagawa sa amin ni Lord. So that is what is calculating the cost is. Amen? That is what calculating what the cost is. Now, Part of Christian discipleship is teaching the hard truth of the Bible. Okay? That's why don't miss the truth encounter. Very, very important. Now, many times, the presentation of the gospel, we sugarcoat it. We make it so um, watered down so that para lang ba, para lang ba maintays ang tao na Na, na makinig sa iyo, okay? We don't preach about sin anymore. We don't address sin. We don't address uh, the need to repent. Now, we need to turn away from our sin, you know? And then we don't preach about the reality of uh, importance of holy, righteous living. We don't preach about reality of uh, hell and, uh, you know, eternity, he says, we stay away from those things. We don't preach that. A lot of pastors, they don't preach that. They just preach, uh, you know, yung makahapi lang ba na mga, mga topics, you know, uh, more like motivation type of speaking, but not the hard truth of Scripture. And we, we don't even preach that there is no other way but Jesus. Sa, ngayon sa U.S., well, all the ways will lead to God, okay? It will eventually lead to God. You know, we, the scripture is clear. There is no other way, right? There's only one way, and that is through Jesus Christ. And then even in some of the services, uh, in, the, in some churches, they make it more um, seeker-friendly. So they put worldly music, uh, all kinds of activities, you know? So no, 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 no. We have to let people understand that if they want to follow Jesus, you know, there is a cost. There is a cost that one might be willing, should be willing to, to pay. Okay? So, there is the sacrificial cost. What's the second one? Calculated cost. And the third one is there is an eternal cost in following the Lord. So, the, the cost of following Jesus is high. You know, grabe. High. But the cost of not following Him is even higher is even higher. Lahat ito dito, these are all temporal. These are just temporal things. So okay, okay, you're not the most popular person in your class because you always speak about Jesus. Okay lang. That's okay. Right? Who wants to be popular and offend your king? You don't want to offend your king. You know, you want to please your king. Amen? So 
There is an eternal cause for not following Jesus. And this is exactly what Jesus said in Luke 9:66, where he said, No one that sets his hand on the plow looking back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Gusto natin, we go all the way. When we say, yes, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Yes, Lord, whatever it takes, be careful what you pray. Whatever it takes, Lord, I will follow you. Now, who among here can say that what you have given up for God has not been worth it? Everything that we have given up for God is always worth it. Right? Always good. You may not see it now yet. You may not see the, 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 the benefit, kung tawagin mong benefit, but it's always worth it. Amen? Remember, He's a good God and everything that He does is for our own good. Now, a lot of people that follow Jesus will say, huh, well, I will follow Jesus for a while. A lot of people will say, no, I'm going to church. I'm going to church. For a while. For a while. Oh, oh, I, I, I'm a disciple of Jesus. For a while. For a while. You know, because as soon as their compromise is addressed, their sin is confronted, as soon as you challenge them to go deeper, uh, I'm not ready there yet. Pastor, bata, pakuunya na lang, matiguan ko gamay. I will wait. Let me enjoy my life for now. You know, serving God. God is not a kill joy. God is joy. That's Him. Everything that we do will bring joy to our life. Dili siya kill joy. Dili siya kill joy. Lamig yun mag-alagad sa ginoo, di ba? Lamig yun masunod sa ginoo, di ba? Oh, lamig yun. And closely, and in closing, I would like to tell the story about this young man. This young man was eager to grow in his Christian life. So he got a piece of paper. He wrote down all the activities. Ah, kadi akong buhaton. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ah, kini ang mga places akong atuan. One, two, three, four, five, six. Para magamit yun ko sa gino, para malipay yun si Lord. And then, ato na siya sa altar. When he went into the altar, wala siyang peace. Wala siyang joy. Sabi niya, ah, I have to write some more. Some more things to do. Some more places to go. And then he went back to the altar. So he talked to a pastor. And then the pastor said, Why don't you take a blank sheet of paper and then sign your name at the bottom? And then you put that blank sheet of paper on the altar. Meaning to say, we cannot come to God with our list and demands. What we do is we offer our lives to God as living sacrifice and says, Lord, the Lord, I offer my life to you in this altar. Have your way with me. No demands, just letting the Lord have his way with you. But be sure that your heart is conditioned and is set to obey him when he speaks. Wala nang diskusyon pag nangusap si Lord. Amen? So in our pursuit of Jesus, there is, there are sacrifices that we need to do. And I challenge you, please, please, those are worth it. Because a life well lived is a life that is lived in Jesus. Amen? That is a life 
well lived. Amen. So I would like to share those thoughts to you this afternoon, and I pray that you would really uh, meditate on them, okay? God bless you. God bless you, Lighthouse family. Pastor Joy, palapakan po natin si Lord. And uh, I'd like to ask the musicians to please come. In the short of pray po tayo, let's encourage everyone. Alam niyo po, I feel that the Lord wants us to look at uh, the Christian life. Uh, as, as pwede, pwede na pa tayong tumayo if you like. Uh, parang, when we came to know the Lord, para tayong computer na na-virus sana. Tapos na yun na mga errors, fragmented na. And all that the Lord is asking us to surrender are those things. The errors, the fragmentation, the viruses. God never wants to take away from us the good things. In fact, galing din sa kanya yon. All the good things you and I have are gifts of God. All that He wants us to surrender to Him are the things that can destroy us. And so may we say, yes, Lord, I care by cross, I follow you today. Amen? Amen. Can we close our eyes, raise our hands? Let's come before the Lord in prayer. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that you are so very good. Salamat, Lord God, for reminding us today of the great privilege, Lord, of knowing you, loving you, serving you, following you, obeying you. The will of God is the best way there is. God, and we thank you. Salamat kayo at ginoo sa imong pag-remind sa mga karon. Salamat sa Lord God, imo kaming Lord, hatagan o kahayag ginoo sa tamang dalan. And we thank you and we praise you, God. Today, we choose to follow you. Today, we choose, oh God, to, Lord, obey your word. Today, we choose to count the cost and carry the cross, oh God, and live for you all the days of our lives by your grace and by your power. Salamat, Lord God. Salamat, Lord. Right now, surrender your life to the Lord. Respond to the Word of God. Whatever you heard, surrender your life to the Lord. Say yes to God. Surrender to the Lord. Nabay kisurya si Lord sa imo akaron. Nabay mga butang na dapat imo ihatag sa gino. Kana mga mga salak, kompromiso, whatever those things may be. Come on, surrender your life to God. Respond to the Word of God. Lord, amok ihatag sa imo, Lord. Amok mga compromise, mga maling relationship, mga pa. Attitude, Lord God, Lord, mga Lord, mga among mga hobbies and habits that are destructive, that are selfish, that are wrong. Lord, we surrender to you. Come on, relationship dapat surrender that to God. bitterness and hatred, surrender that to God. Nakay rebellion, nakay pride, nakay addiction that will destroy you. Come on, surrender that to God, Lord. We give to you, God, these things, Lord, that are wrong. We give. You God, these things, Lord God, that will destroy us. We give to you these things that will rob you of your glory, Lord, of our good as well. So, God, we surrender. Come on, surrender to the Lord. Choose to follow the Lord. Go all the way. Go all the way. Ay kontento na mahilagit ka, padayon, pagalagan sa gino, pagtuntut sa gino, and you will enjoy the best life there could ever be. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come and we say, Lord God, we surrender to you. We surrender to you, Lord. We surrender. We surrender to you, Lord God. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Come on, keep praying to the Lord. Keep praying to the Lord. Respond to the word that you have heard. But today, I want to talk to those who have not yet surrendered their lives to God. You're here on site. You're joining us online by audio and video. Surrender your life to God. Tell Him, God, I need you. 
Jesus, I'm a sinner. Pakasasala ko kinong Jesus, kinaaklanta ka. Lord Jesus, I admit, Lord God, I need you. Di na ko kaya iluwas ako ka galingon. I cannot save myself. I need you. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me. Forgive me, God. I surrender to you. Akong gitugyan akong kinabuhi sa inyo, ha? Lord Jesus, forgive me. Pasailo ako ginoon. Come on, surrender your life to God. Give your life to the Lord. Come on. Ayaw yung nagpon lang. Ayaw yung next time na lang. Ako sa gihilo na. No, now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Lord God, we surrender to you. Lord Jesus, we say, forgive us. Right now, we give ourselves to you. Lord Jesus, come and take over our lives. Patawarin mo kami sa aming mga kasalanan. Baguhin mo aming buhay, Panginoon. Kailangan ka namin, O Diyos. Religion cannot save us. Good works cannot save us. But you can save us. Lord Jesus, come into our lives. We trust you. Be our Lord, be our Savior. Come now. Take over our lives. We receive you into our lives. We receive you and we thank you. We thank you for salvation. Thank you for your relationship with you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you are blessed, changed, and encouraged. If you enjoy this podcast, please share and click the notification bell so you will be notified for every new upload. Lighthouse Christian Fellowship can now be your home church no matter where you live. Head over to our Facebook page or YouTube channel and stay connected online. God bless you. Until next time.